search for other companies. If you are the only one, it's not good because there's no market. So pay attention. It's not, oh, oh, it's not always good to be the first one because it's, it will be very hard and maybe there's no market because, and this is why nobody has, is approaching this space. Hi, and welcome to the Jaron Technologies podcast. We are recording from Google for Startups campus, Google's home for startups. Campus offers startups the opportunity to gain access to Google products, connections, and best practices, as well as programming and events for startups. We are now in their creator studio, a state-of-the-art video and podcast room available for startups for free. For more info on all things campus, check out their website, www.campus.co forward slash Tel Aviv. I'm here today with Dr. Yael Benvenisti, a gerontologist and CEO of Mediterranean Towers Ventures. Yael, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Can you tell us what is the story behind Mediterranean Towers Ventures? What made the leading retirement community chain in Israel decide to invest in startups? Well, Mediterranean Towers Group is a group that is dealing with the elderly facilities, homes. And they were looking at the market like everybody else, and they saw that the market, uh, all the world is getting older. And they noticed three facts that are very important. The first one is that the segment of the population that is growing very rapidly is the one that are aged 85 years and above. And they are the ones that could consume most of the services. The second fact is that the ratio between the one that are giving the services and the one that are consuming the services is getting lower and lower. So if we want, if we as a society wants to continue and provide services to a growing population, there's no other solution than to develop technologies that will give solutions that are very, with a very um, broad variety, with a good quality and with no geographical barriers. And the third fact that they, um, they noticed is that the population is richer than it was before, that they can afford to adopt technologies or adopt new services. So all of this together, they made them take the decision that they want to open a new service and this service should be based on technologies. And then they understood that they have to search for technologies and they opened a fund that will not only search for technologies but also invest in the technologies and be part of the development because we are looking to be a strategic partner of the technology of the startup and help him develop the product so it will really fit the market needs. That sounds like a good motive. And the second factor that you talked about is t- uh, called the caregiver support ratio, right? Yes. Okay. What types of companies are you looking to invest in? Well, we're looking to invest in everything in the elderly lives that surround elderly lives. Everything except pharma, because pharma is very expensive and the regulation is very hard. So we invest in technologies for uh, aging well, for medical device, in... Um, engagement in the community, in financial aspects, in traveling, uh, like booking for elderly population. Um, everything that surrounds one's life. Can you give us some examples of companies you already invested in? Uh, we invest, we are open two years. We launched it July 17. Um, we invested in three companies up to now. The first one called Juniper Technologies. It's a platform based on the television at the elderly's home. They, they operate like uh, daycare centers, an interactive daycare center in the home. So you can open a channel and b- 
be active in social groups, in physical groups, exercise. Uh, you have uh, a number that you can send photos to the television of your beloved one or videos and connect through the TV. Uh, you can send messages, of course. Uh, you can send uh, some record content or some live content and be active with the community and stay in your home. What we saw in the pilot that was very nice is that especially women, when they stay home, they start neglect themselves and neglect the home. It's not so tight and they don't put makeup and they don't dress so well. And when they start joining these live broadcasts, they start putting makeup and they start dressing nicely because everybody can see them. So the family give, give the, gave us some good feedback about this live broadcast and it really upgrade their lifestyle and their quality of lives. That's amazing. What uh, made you do the transition from being a gerontologist? I should also mention that Yael has background in physical therapy. She used to be a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. What made you do the transition from uh, classical gerontology to HTEC? Well, I started as a physical therapist in Maccabi. It's one of the health providers, a big health provider in Israel. And I was working with the orthopedic problems and with children. And uh, back then, my grandma was a resident in one of the nursery homes in Haifa, my hometown. And the staff were not careful enough to close the barriers of the bed every night. So she rolled over and she hit her head in the wheelchair that was standing near, near her bed. And she got a hemorrhage, a brain hemorrhage, and she died from it. Oh, my God. And then I decided that I'm leaving this space of uh, orthopedics and children and start working with the rehabilitation elderly. I start working in nursery homes. And I loved it from the beginning. And I was looking, uh, always looking for innovation, for new projects to, to, give, to put in, to implant in our services. So I won some prizes for doing these projects. And one day came an offer from the Israeli Gerontology Society to apply f- to be a board member after I won some prizes. And I looked at the board members list and I said, okay, but uh, everybody is professor or doctor and I I'm only have BA in physical therapist. And I say, why not? I will go. And I applied for the board member and I was elected. And I start my role in uh, the society. And then came a request from the Israeli um, Society of Electrical and Electronic Engineering. And they opened a group for aging well technologies. And they were looking for someone to represent the gerontology world. And nobody wants to go, and I love innovation. So I applied, and, and I went. And after there were, I think, 20 people in that group. And every meeting was around seven people. We sat in a round table in one of the meeting rooms. And we decided to do an international conference. And I was the youngest one, so I was the chairman, because I have a lot of time, free time. And it was a very successful one. We had 18 guests from all over the world, and it was really, really a success. And the one that established that group, he said that he wanted to open his new startup uh, to be a founder, and he wanted to quit. So they made the election, I applied to be the chairman, and I was elected. So since back then, I'm the chairman of Technologies for Aging Well group. And then every two years, the Society of... Uh, Gerontology in Israel is doing a big conference. It's an academic um, conference, and they were looking for two persons to be the chairman. Every two years, there will be someone else from the board member, and I was elected to be, after I did the successful 
conference for the Society of Electrical and Electronic Engineering, I was elected to be the chairman of this conference also, with some new doctor, a young doctor, and she said that she doesn't want to work with me because I only have a BA and I'm not working in academia. We're not going to name names. No. <laughs> and the chairman of the society called me and said, okay, look, this is the situation. Drop yourself out. I'm asking you to leave and because I don't want to do it. So I prefer that you will go by your own. And one day you will understand. And uh, up to now, until now, I never understand. I will never understand such something that I, I was so offended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it made me realize that I have to go and study. And I went back to the university for and applied for MBA to do MBA in gerontology. And I offer, I, I came from one of the professors and I said I want to do a thesis because one day maybe I will want to do a PhD. And I, we talked and I said I want to do um, my thesis about uh, discrimination in health departments. And she said, uh, well, it's a PhD thesis, so go to do a PhD directly from the MBA, don't stop. And I said, okay, I will think about it. And she said to me, it will take you four years, but you will finish with a PhD. So I did it <laughs> and I finished my PhD and still working with the Gerontology Society and the group of elec Electrical and Electronic uh, Society. And then I met my partner, Dov Sugarman, that he was the ambassador of Aging 2.0 in Israel. And we said, oh, there's no room for two groups. So let's join forces. And uh, I told you, I, we started with 20 persons. But, and then when I met Dov, we were almost 1,000 members. And we opened Aging 2.0 Israel and we represent them together uh, in Israel. Now we have more than 1,500 members. We're doing meetups, we're doing conferences. It's very successful. We have a lot of activities. And then came the offer to open the fund. Mediterranean, someone from Mediterranean Towers group came to one of our conferences. He said, uh, do you want to, to work with us to establish a fund that will invest in technologies for NGOs? Of course, we said, yes, <laughs> we want. And we started together. And unfortunately, Dov decided that he was going to his own startup he left the found and i stayed as the ceo wow this uh, is my story <laughs> this is actually i've i've known Yan for several years mm -hmm. but i've never heard the whole story and i think it's quite remarkable and it's actually very inspiring for gerontologists out there listening to us uh, i'm not sure you can follow Yan's exact career path but uh, we can definitely all learn from her about uh, daring to to dream if you will and like and do the change yeah and, and make changes mm -hmm. and not follow our like not necessarily follow the regular career path that's been set for us and the fact that you had to go and get a phd paid paid up right yes of course I, i'm not working in the space that i was doing my research in but it's such a certainly open doors and suddenly everything that i say is very important and very, very good. Because <laughs> it's also because you're smart and you, <laughs> you make sense. Um, so do you only invest in Israeli companies? For now, yes. But my plan is to open our fund to international investments. Uh, I think Israel is a very innovative country. 
um, but we also have to see what's happening outside of Israel. And I think that in the minute where we'll start investing in technologies that are uh, from out of Israel, it will be easier for us to launch the Israeli startups outside of Israel also because we have good interaction with the other investors and with other places that can buy or implant technolo- Israeli technologies out there. So international startups in HDEC, uh, you can contact Yael. I will link to her website uh, in this post. Uh, what do you think makes the Israeli HDEC ecosystem unique? I think Israeli in general love to dare. If you tell them to sit and think as they should and do what they are told, they are not used to do it. So every time we are inventing something new, we see someone that needs something and suddenly there is a solution. But it goes very fast. We are very fast in innovation. We are very good in innovation. We are not so good in imp- implanting. This is, and we are a very small market. So we develop things and we ver- very rapidly we have to go out. We have to search for new markets and then we have to expand ourselves to outside of Israel. A valid point. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at the, the aging market or the HTEC market, what are the, the gaps that you see that startups are still not addressing? I think startups really don't know how to segmentize the elderly population. They think that everybody ab- above 65 years and, and above is the same, more of the same, and they are not. There are special needs inside this what we call elderly population. There are special needs for special age groups. And they need to know these needs that they need to know how to segmentize the population because they have to know who is who is my customer and who is my payer and when we are speaking about payers, every country has a different system, so they also have to know what system of of pay payers they are dealing with because in the United States there are insurance companies in other states there are maybe the municipality system or the government will pay, so it's very difficult to know. And it changes your whole market plan, and I think this is a space that we have to to learn a little bit more. Design is a weak point. I think that I don't know why, but there are a lot of colors in the world, and most of the products are all white or black or green that is green that in the hospitals that it is very ugly green, and they forgot that there is a lot of kinds of colors and The product should be joyful. It should be a nice experience to use it and they forget the experience. If I have diabetics, I know I have diabetics. You don't have to remind me every day by using an ugly product. I, it has to be fun. And so design and knowing your customer and payer. I think the price is high, but it will go lower and lower since there will be more and more products in available and more and more markets. Um, so this is the main two barriers. The technology is existing, knowing the needs. That's very good advice. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the, the space in five or ten years? I think the big companies will realize that there is a good market. And we will see more and more retail companies or uh, big companies like Google, Microsoft, uh, Apple, trying to reach to this market and developing a product we will see Apple already is trying yes. to reach this market uh, I think that we will see them innovate the hardware 
and opened hardware for startups to implant their software. So I think that if there is a startup that is working on hardware, take care. Because no offense. No, no offense, but take care because the big companies are working on hardware and they have the resource and they will do a nicer job and they have the market to do it, the resource for, for marketing. I think that you should really put your effort in adding another layer on this hardware to be more adapted to the elderly population needs. Can you elaborate on that point? Let's take Alexa, for example. Alexa is getting nicer, it looks good, you have a lot of companies that is competing Alexa. If you are trying to build another smart speaker, it will take you time. But the design will always look better in Samsung or in other comp- big company. So don't, you don't spend your money on hardware. Take Alexa or add a, every other smart speaker and try to add another layer on this speaker to address some challenge in the elderly population. If you could give entrepreneurs in aging one piece of advice, what would it be? Learn how to segmentize the population, learn who, your, who is your customer, who is your pair, and search for, um, search for your competition. Because there's a lot of companies around the world, everybody is progressing in one way or another. Search for other companies. If you are the only one, it's not good. Because there's no market. So pay attention. It's not, oh, oh, it's not always good to be the first one because it's, it will be very hard and maybe there's no market because, and this is why nobody has, is approaching this space. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is my final question. What impact do you hope that your investments mil- will make on the lives of older adults? Well, we're looking for disruptive uh, solutions. So we really hope that one of our solutions finally will see, we'll see them in every house, almost every house. Um, I really want to see elderly population engaged in the community, people that no, are not afraid from getting old. And I want for myself another other solutions from what we have today. I don't think that there is a n- really engagement in the community for elderly population. And I deserve a better future. Everybody deserves a bet- better future, so I'm working on it, and it's very exciting. It is exciting, and it's actually a very optimistic note to end our interview with. Is there anything else you would like to add, besides uh, asking international entrepreneurs to apply for us? Yeah. Uh, we also open our houses. We are a chain. Uh, the Detroit Towers is a group with eight uh, facilities. We have more than 1,500 residents. So if someone wants to do a pilot, uh, even if it's a short one for a few days, it's coming with delegation from abroad. We open our homes. We, there are a lot of people that are waiting to test technology. They can, be, can get real feedback. And some, sometimes getting a feedback from someone that is not from your country and doesn't know the nuance that you, are, you built your product on is very important. Especially if you want to launch your product in the end for other countries and be international, then you have to get the international feedback. So even if you are not looking for investments and you're only, only looking for some feedback, approach us. Excellent. Yael, thank you so much. Thank you. It was lovely to have you here <laughs> and to see you again, as always. Thank you. Bye. 
that's all we have for today. If you want to receive updates on upcoming blog posts or podcast episodes, visit thegerontechnologist.com and subscribe for updates. And of course, feel free to use the contact page on my website to write to me and give me feedback about this episode or tell me about what you want to hear next.